This is Podflix, episode 160. I'm Willie. I'm Nish. Oh, Paul. <laughs> it was like the Doppler effect, Paul. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it interesting. Guys, last, last episode of the season, right? Yeah. The yes, season of 2020. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the season finale. The worst season ever. Never yep. know. Could be the series finale. You never, never know. Well, that's a comforting thought. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we still talking about the show or what are we talking I about? I don't know what we're talking about now. <laughs> uh, this week we're going to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, before we get to that, a couple of things to, to chat through. Um, back in episode number two of Podflix, I asked you guys a rhetorical question of... Um, what do you think you could buy for $50 million? And, and we tossed around a bunch of ideas. So what do you guys think you could buy for $50 billion? Or take that back. I'm going to, I'm going to lower that number. What do you think you could buy for $5 billion? Uh, let's see. You could buy what? Tumblr five times? <laughs> they were a billion, huh? I think so. Wow. That's a lot of internet porn. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so you could probably buy them a hundred times now. Probably. I'll tell you what you can buy a billion pogs (laughs) no (laughs) wait are you saying a pog is five dollars each well maybe an expensive one (laughs) like like a rare pog (laughs) a billion five dollar pogs a billion uh, five billion yo bets (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, I asked this question because Hollywood Hollywood studio MGM put itself up for sale for $5 billion. You could buy all the James Bond movies that I've not seen. Wow. So um, in my wallet, I think I have $42 <laughs> and I have some change as well. Should we pull it together? Yeah. We, can, you think we could pull this? I don't know. I've only got, a, I've only got like, Two, maybe two and a half billion on a good day. Oh, come on, Paul. I I don't carry cash. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out. Uh, I'm Uh, sorry. I should have mentioned all my money. That that two and a half billion is all in pogs, right? Those are still (laughs) worth something, right? You know, I don't know. I don't know if this means anything when big movie studios go up for sale, but I'm always curious when I see these things. Like, who's who's buying this? Like, is Netflix buy this for five? Netflix doesn't have $5 billion. Who, who, who buys these things? Somebody will. I mean, Apple might. They certainly yeah. have $5 billion. This is true. Will they generate all that. Is that. Maybe that gives them the opportunity to make more Bond movies. Yeah, I mean, imagine if the next Bond movie was an Apple original or whatever. I don't know. <clears throat> That'd be kind of cool. Um, anyway. You know, move, moving forward. I wanted to ask you guys, since it's, a, it's the last episode of the year, like, it's been a weird year. We've watched some stuff. Has there been any standout things that we've not talked about? No, we've not done, a, even if we've done a review. Like, what, what, what movies have stood out for you this year, if you think back to them? Like, good, bad, like, was worth watching, totally should skip, like, you know, 
and you know not not heard that was good but know that was good type of type of situations this year that came out this year yeah just say you watched. i mean i'll be honest that the two best things i watched were for the show Mm -hmm. one of them came out in 2019 and the other one was a filmed version of something that came out in 2016 so what were they (laughs) watchmen and hamilton which we watched i think in back-to-back weeks maybe Hmm. but i would i would would say those are the two best things that we that that i think that that i watched Hmm. yeah i think that one thing that i that i watched that i didn't talk about for the show was i watched the the people versus oj simpson miniseries it's so fucking good um which i had never seen yeah which is which is which is really which is really good and interesting insofar like not to get all into it, but the, the the thing I found most interesting about it was the miniseries itself doesn't have an, doesn't tell you one way or the other whether or not O.J. Simpson is guilty, and like they go out of their way to never tip their hand that way. Don't worry, I can tell. <laughs> well, spoiler I just, alert. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting because like obviously, like when you lay out the facts, it's pretty obvious. Um, but there's never like there's never like a scene where he like secretly confesses or like even like to himself or something like they never tip their hand that way. No, the um, most the most they ever do is they kind of they they sort of you know they, they have kind of you know his really good friend <laughs> Robert Gardashi and kind of get disillusioned with him with 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 Uncle Juice, um, and <laughs> you know and, and then show him after the trial kind of you know sort of partying around a little bit and that kind of thing but but even that is just sort of like the way he's acting like like you said it never shows that it's like oh yeah he was guilty or like has like a thing or yeah like a dramatization of that or anything like that that show um was one of those shows where i went into it because mainly because it's like oh there are a lot of good people in it and i remember this so it's like it'll be interesting to watch it and it sounds like it's better than I would have thought it was. But it was like, you know, it's Ryan Murphy who can kind of be a train wreck, you know, Glee and uh, Nip Tuck. And, you know, it's like like a lot of things that it's like seem like they could be promising. And then you have no idea where to go with them. And I know people, you know, feel better about American Horror Story. But I feel like even that is like kind of a train wreck. And like you just sort of embrace the train wreck. Like it's not coherent in any way. Put it that way. And so it's like. That was like that show when I watched it and I watched it pretty much. I I think I watched it like in real time, like when it came out each week when it was on. And it was like astounding where it was like, you know, one of those things where something is so good and you had no reason to expect it to be. Do you guys I've, I've talked about this, I feel like recently with other people. Have you do you guys remember stuff just from your life that like you went into kind of cold to watch? And it was just like, holy shit, like this is really good. And I had no idea. It's like it's harder to do that kind of thing in this day and age because, well, it depends on how you consume things. But for me, it's like I always read reviews and shit like that. And so it's like it's very hard for me to like just be that surprised. Like normally Mm -hmm. if something is really good, even unexpectedly good, I've heard about it by that point. Like Mad Max Fury Road, I think, is a good example where I wasn't expecting that to be good at all. But by the time it came out, I had heard a lot of really good critical reviews and it's like oh apparently it's awesome Mm, yeah a couple come to mind um 
the one that always always crops to mind for me is this movie called The Intouchables, um, mm. French movie um, that got kind of remade with Kevin Hart recently. Not so mm. good Americanized version. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it, but I've heard very good things about it. Not the amazing. Kevin Hart version, the original. <laughs> I like, downloaded it to watch on a plane, and I was just like laughing the entire way by myself on the plane and then like i've rewatched it two three times it's it's a really good movie you, sh- you guys should see it the 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 one that comes to mind for me um was something i discovered quite a long time ago but i may have even told the story on the show but is when i sat down and not knowing too very much about it watched 2001 mm. and it blew my mind so much this is um Still, the only time I ever did this was I finished the movie and then immediately started it again. So I, I, I have to watch that again because um, it just like it was I don't know what I was expecting, but it was like not that. And I was just like, wow, I, I there's like so much here and I need to I just need to watch this again. Right. Yeah, I would say the, the two that come to mind for me are a very long time ago at this point. And they both they are two movies that both came out the same year being 1999. Uh, one of them was The Sixth Sense, uh, um, yeah. which was, you know, I, I think I saw it like it might have seen an opening weekend and somebody like wanted to see it. And it was like, OK, whatever. Um, and so I had n- knew nothing about it. Like, and I don't really go see movies like that anymore. Like just a movie I know nothing about. Get dragged to it by a friend or something like that. And the other one also got dragged to it by a friend was The Matrix, which mm, yeah. again, like all I had to go on with that, even though the, the tra- I think I had seen the trailer. And it looked the trailerish cool. rubbish. Yeah. I mean, you could still see some stuff, but like it, it was a Keanu Reeves sci-fi movie and he had done Johnny Mnemonic and chain reaction, right? Like it was like, ugh, like another, like when is he going <laughs> to stop doing these sci-fi movies? You know? Um, and that was another one where it's like, it's like shit. Like that was a really fucking good movie. Like what, what the hell did I just see? Yeah, no, you're right. I also I also lucked into seeing that without knowing a damn thing about it, and just yeah, it also had my mind blown watching that movie. Just not expecting that any of that to happen whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's it's fun, you know, to like like it is a thing I miss a little bit, like not enough to like willfully not pay attention to reviews or anything like that, um, because it's just not how I consume movies now. But like I do miss that thing of, you know, being able to just go in and see a movie you knew nothing about and then kind of be like, oh, my God, like that was amazing and like I, be thoroughly surprised. I do do a modification of that now, though. If it's something that I know for sure I'm going to watch, I will stop reading coverage of it. I won't watch the trailers or the previews for it and I'll just go into it completely cold, um, which I actually quite like doing. Um, like I've done that for the last couple Avengers movies. I did it for like the Star Wars movies and stuff yeah. like that. I can see why that would really work well for those kinds of movies, especially like where you already kind of know you're going to see it anyway. Right. Yeah, so like, why is, not? Probably, why not? Like yeah. you, you don't need anything to hype you up for it. So, you know, yeah, why that, not? That, that is the problem. though, is the anticipation's there already. It's so much better when you have no anticipation and the it movie kind of blows you away. You're like, yeah, holy yeah. crap. The issue is not the, the, the issue for me for is probably like nowadays, <clears throat> like, if I don't know about it, I'm probably not going to watch it. You know, it's like, I, I don't have the time. Like, I think back then it's like, well, what the fuck else was I doing? You know, I think I was, that's kind of the point was uh, like actually pulling it back to the original question and how we went down this rabbit hole yeah. was 2020 um, has been a weird time. And I, there's been some stuff I've watched this year that um, I probably wouldn't have watched in other years. I just like, I don't know. I had time. 
you know, I have like, I needed to blow time from six o'clock until midnight because I couldn't go out for dinner, you know? Right. Watch a lot of Gossip Girl. We talked about that. <laughs> I never would have watched that show. Yeah, you watched a lot of stuff this year. I did. I know. I'm. I have. I am back on consuming so much stuff, and it's been. Ugh. Like I, I prefer not to watch this much TV. I, I will say that the thing that I discovered this year, like the piece of media that I discovered, is not a movie or a TV show, but the thing I discovered this year that I love the best is a podcast that most of the world probably discovered this year as well. A podcast called "You're Wrong About," um, which is absolutely fantastic like going back looking at historical events and then saying like here's what you think happened here's what actually happened and like here's how people get it wrong here's how the media got it wrong here's how it's portrayed in like movies and tv today here's like kind of what everyone thinks and the two people who do it are really funny really intelligent and they do a ton of research and um it's shoot like it's it's the podcast that i look forward it comes out on mondays like it's the thing i'm definitely listening to like every monday because it's it's really good yeah it sounds awesome like i i I think i remember you mentioning it to us before and yeah i i want to start listening to it speaking of things we did or did not possibly want to hear penny blowing her nose back there this is like mid, this is high quality production here. It's, um, <laughs> while you're telling your stories here, my 11 year old comes out and is like, daddy, I have a bloody nose. Oh, geez. <laughs> she's, she's, she's handing me bloody blankets. I'm trying to half pay attention to you and, and deal with it at the same time. Uh, we watched Wonder Woman 1984 this week. Were you guys anticipating this movie at all? Did we, did we care? Yes, I, I as I would say as much as I would care about the DC expanded universe or whatever the fuck they call it now that, you know, the cinematic universe for DC, like I cared about this movie because Wonder Woman was basically the only one of these movies I liked. Well, I didn't really like Wonder Woman all too much. How, how about you, Polly? Um, I was anticipating this to be good. I, I thought like Nish that the Wonder Woman movie was the only good DC movie um that they put out and also the trailers and the marketing really gave me a thor ragnarok vibe which i think they did intentionally so that got me even more excited like this is just gonna be like wild and crazy and like set the 80s and weird and like yes i am here for like a weird kind of movie like this so the the joker movie with joaquin phoenix does not count as a dc movie i haven't seen it so uh i guess it does i i wasn't thinking i i guess i'm thinking this movie exists in the Snyder verse, I guess I'll call it. And, and whereas I don't think that Joker does. Right. So, so, no, so that's intentionally not right. Jared right. Leto is the Joker in that universe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I guess so. I, I'm no, not even yeah, sure. He is. I'm, yeah. Because no, he is. Cause yeah, 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 he Fleck, is. that Fleck shows up in the suicide squad. So, right, right, right. And my understanding, I think is that Jared Leto's Joker is going to be in the Snyder cut in some place of, uh, of justice league. I think I, I read for that. that somewhere. We'll find out when we watch it. <laughs> yes, we will. Four fucking hours. Um, oh, we're no, no. We're gonna live. We're gonna live stream the listen, the watch of that. So you guys have to suffer through with us. <laughs> Four hours. <laughs> All right. right. Anyway, 
Um, that's really going to cut the dishes masturbation. So, time. Yeah. I want to stru- I want to structure the review in this movie in a couple of ways. First, Nish, maybe you can give the uh, I'll give the outline. Nish, maybe you can give a little summary of what the movie's about. Sure. So the and, setup, and then I want to and then I want to get a quick like, did you like it or not? And then I'll dive into my questions. Okay. All right. So um, we won't get into the whole plot, but the setup is basically uh, movie takes place in 1984, obviously enough. Um, and uh, Wonder Woman is uh, working as Diana Prince at the Smithsonian. Um, that's kind of her cover. And she's foiling crimes and stuff like that in D.C. Um, and uh, the Smithsonian comes into the possession of a stone call which turns out to grant people's wishes it basically turns out to be as is referenced in the film basically a monkey's paw kind of thing where it grants you a wish but it takes something from you in return and uh unwittingly um wonder woman wishes for uh the love of her life steve trevor uh chris pine from the first movie to be alive again and he is uh at the cost of her powers and um her colleague barbara minerva played by Kristen wig wishes to be more like Wonder Woman, basically, or more like Diana, um, because she's uh, Kristen Wiig's character is weak and whatnot and all that kind of thing. Um, And she becomes strong and powerful at the cost of, I guess you would say, her humanity. Uh, She becomes mean and, you know, kind of a a bitch overall. Um, And then uh, then the other main character is uh, Maxwell Lord, played by Pedro Pascal. Um, and he is a television con man, I guess. He, he owns an oil company, but it's not really an oil company. It's kind of falling apart. It's all kind of like a pyramid, it's pyramid scheme. And he's aware of this special stone. He gets it, and he wishes to become the stone himself so that he can grant wishes and take things in return. Um, and that basically is what sets the rest of the movie off. It's... it's uh, Wonder Woman's uh, quest to basically stop uh, Max Lord and uh, um, Kristen Wiig, who eventually becomes Cheetah, uh, her quest to kind of uh, she she's sort of on Maxwell Lord's side um, to kind of stop that because she likes her new powers. And that's basically the the setup and, and where it goes from there. Did you like it, Nish? Hard question to answer. So <laughs> um, so here's the deal. Um, I was going into this movie at the point we finally watched it or I finally watched it, which was a few days after it came out with much lowered expectations because the response to the movie was not great. Um, it was pretty polarizing and largely negative from the stuff I saw. You know, a lot of people didn't like it. So with those lowered expectations, I thought it was better than what I was expecting in, in certain ways. There were things I liked about it and things that I really didn't like about it. Overall, I would say meh would be my answer. Meh. But how about you, Paul? <sighs> Did I like this movie? Um, so in preparation for this, being who I am, I watched the first Wonder Woman movie. Because um, if you were nothing, if not a completionist. Oh, right. thank God. I, th- I thought you were going to say that you watched like Man of Steel and then Batman v Superman and then Wonder Woman and then Justice League and then Aquaman or something like that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, let, let, all right. Well, we're not going to talk about when I watch Batman v Superman, but we will. Well, it doesn't mean he won't. <laughs> yes, exactly. I may have watched Batman v Superman a week and a half ago. Anyway, but I watched 
so but I watched Wonder Woman in prep for this movie, and I realized that this is a that Wonder Woman is basically two thirds of a good movie, where the, the the finale of the movie kind of falls apart. I agree um, completely. And I think that <laughs> I I think I feel the same way about this movie, where which is to say, like I like the first two thirds of the movie, and I think the end kind of falls apart again. Um, which is fine. Like I, there's several movies that I would say I like that I feel that way about. Like a lot of Danny Boyle movies kind of do this too, where like man doesn't know how to end a movie. Um, there's 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 a reason that people talk about third act problems and, and right. not first or second act problems. Right. So so I like two thirds of this movie. So do I like this movie? I guess so. Um, I mean, will I ever watch it again? Yeah, I think I will. Um, because there's there's some stuff in there we can and we'll get into it later that I thought was really great um, and yeah that's so I guess the answer is I I think so that's the best answer I can give about whether I liked it I definitely did not I kind of figured from the way you were saying it so that's good we I, we, we we have a real spread here well kind of a spread no, and no I, none, and none of us love this but and like you guys like for the first one I kind of liked the first one like there was some really good stuff in the first one this one. I didn't see a lot of good in it. I mean, can we start with um, one of my chief complaints and would love to get your take on it, but um, the value of, of a sequel rolling into a second superhero movie is we've told the backstory and the first thing they do is start with backstory. It was weird in that it didn't really come back. Like you could say it came back in that, like they mentioned Asteria in the very beginning and then they come back to that sort of but that's not a major plot point um i read actually after i watched it that somebody asked about that because um apparently warner brothers wanted to get rid of that um and just start in the mall in in the 1980s and patty jenkins wanted to keep it from the point of view of and i don't know that i agree with this personally but i think her quote was something like I was thinking of all those people who are going to watch this on a plane and haven't seen Wonder Woman. And they're going to be like, who, like, where is she coming? Like, who is she again? Like, where does she come from? And I guess my, my, my double thing with that is that I don't know that this first scene explains that. And then two, like, is that, does that really happen anymore? Like, like, and, and like, meaning like, are people really just going to turn on Wonder Woman 84 and like, be like, I've never seen Wonder Woman, but let me watch this and then be mad that they don't know what's going on. Like, well, I, mean, I, guess- I, I, I can definitely see people who are going to watch it without watching Wonder Woman. But are they really going to be like, they should have like gone into who she is and where she comes like, you just can, go in knowing. Just, I, I guess I'll watch this. I haven't seen the first 83 Wonder Woman movies, but I'll see this one. <laughs> but she, but is, is it really she was worried about people being on airplanes? That, that was the quote that I read. I don't know if she was just giving an example. I don't I don't think she was like, we need this for the airplane crowd or something like that. But I think I think she was saying, like, I wanted something that anchored like that went back to Themyscira in some way, like for people who like don't remember what happened in the first movie to like to like remind people that this is like she's not from like our world. Like she's from like this other place, kind of. There's so much shit for, that's like callback to the first movie, that, like with Chris Pine. I don't remember any of the Chris Pine shit in the first movie. I was lost with all the Chris Pine references there. That's a good I didn't point. Get any backstory on that bullshit? 
It's a good point. I agree. I, yeah, I guess I guess, I guess the one thing I'll say about that opening scene is that what they attempt to do, and for the record, I don't think they're particularly successful at it, is I feel like they try to make that opening scene kind of a, a statement of theme that is going to come back throughout the film about the importance of truth and and sure. you know and building things on truth and obviously that come that gets referenced many times especially at the end with her confrontation with max but i don't know that like that's what i take away from the movie like i feel like that's intended to be like it's like this is a story about truth kind of or something like that and it's like eh like did did we need that like like did did you have to have that to like kind of ring past i mean I, the other yeah. thing i'll just say is like going through that 20 minute scene and the movie was long. It was two hours and 35 minutes. Like the effects were not that good. They looked fake and shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of I, I disagree. I thought, I thought they looked as kind of as good as anything. Um, I, I felt like I was watching the matrix too. Like the scenes in which they were doing like jumping. That's really shots of whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it looked fake. The people in the crowd. Go back and watch it again because I watched it twice. They, they showed you the first scene in the movie like a couple days early on HBO. They're like, oh, watch the first scene and then watch it again, which I, I did. The people in the crowd look like they don't look real. It looks it looks bad. I, I, I have a question. Um, and, and this is literally this is for Paul since you've watched Wonder Woman recently. Um, in the original Wonder Woman, I honestly don't remember. And this is just my issue, I guess. Does her mom and Robin Wright, do they have those accents in the original movie? Or was it in this movie they were all like, we have to sound more like Gal Gadot? Like, like everyone had like her voice, basically, like this like weird accent in, in that opening scene. No, the answer is no. I mean, maybe they tried to, right. but, in the first, but they didn't. Like in the, in the original, like, I feel like I remember them just having like your stereotypical like British accent that like any like like king or queen in comic book things had has like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's right. Yeah. Okay. Cause, cause they definitely all sounded like Gal Gadot in this, like her mom did and Robin Wright did for those like brief lines they had. And it like caught me off guard a little bit that it was like, Oh, everybody talks like this here. I guess I don't remember that being the case. Yeah, I, I think for that for that opening scene, I think it's not needed in this movie. I think they, I think you're right, Nish. I think they were they were trying to establish a theme, but didn't carry it through the rest of the movie. And I think that I thought the scene standalone was cool. Like it's a cool <sighs> idea, the, and the specific idea that I took out of it, which which I thought the first movie didn't do a great job of, and having this scene in the first movie would have helped a lot. Which is like, yeah, Diana's an Amazon, but she's also like a I don't know, some kind of God. And like, even among Amazons, she is the best by far. Um, and this, that scene really establishes that, that she's like this kid who almost wins this competition against, uh, you know, these adults. And um, like, I, I think that scene would have been more helpful in the first movie. Cause they, they pay lip service to that idea in the first movie that like, yeah, she is, she's an Amazon, but she's also like part God. And, like she can be faster and stronger and better than any of us. I totally um, agree that, that like that could have been a pretty good opening to the first movie. Not that the first movie needed to be longer, but like again, it's it's making my point. This yeah. is a sequel. No, no, no. You're, you, backstory. Yeah, I, like, I, I hadn't it. thought about it, but I think you guys are both right. Like, I, I think that would make a lot more sense. You know, now that I think about it, like, you know, start her off as a kid there also because 
Wow, we're going into the scene a lot. Um, the it's one quote, of my fundamental issues with the whole movie. The, the there's pull there's quote so many the, unnecessary things here. No, no, totally. The the pull quote from that scene, in, in as much as it's in the trailer and all the marketing, is her mom at the end saying, the world is not yet ready for what you can do, Diana. And that doesn't really factor into Wonder Woman 1984 at all. But it no. would factor into the first movie. Like, like, yeah. like that being like the the end of that opening scene, setting up like, well, now the world's gonna find out what you can do because you're gonna enter the real world, and and you know, like that would have made a lot more sense. I thought it was weird to like highlight that quote as much as they did, and it's just like, like, how, how does that come into play like later on? Like, why is that important? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna move the conversation along. Please do. Um, and there, there's a, there's a couple of things here. <laughs> I don't know which one I want to dive into first. So they're, they're a little bit intertwined in some way, but um, I, I have, maybe you can explain, maybe I missed it, but, but why did this take place in 1984? So the reason this movie takes place in, in 1984 is basically um, when Wonder Woman is otherwise introduced, like she's not being Wonder Woman in the, in like, bef- like before, um, before like Justice League, she's she's essentially like retired and isn't doing Wonder Woman shit. So if you want her doing Wonder Woman shit, you have to go back further into the past because um, they kind of, I think, kind of painted themselves into a corner. Where it's basically like she, because she as much she says as much in one of the movies. It's basically like for the last thirty years, like I haven't been doing this. Um, and so I think like if you want to make a Wonder Woman movie, you have to make it in the past. And I honestly, I think that's the reason. And like I think picking this the setting of the eighties, like I think we're far enough away from the eighties that's a good time to set it because like people like us remember the eighties um, and can like and think about that in a fun. And it can be like parodied and, and stuff like that and lampooned in a fun way, um, but it did have to be set, you know, at some point in the past. I mean, all those answers are fair. It just felt the 80s is the 80s is cool right now i felt like it was chosen because it was I like think, man, i think there's manufactured date essentially right yeah I, I i think there's some of that as well probably all right so we did the 80s thing and one of the things that plays heavily into the 80s theme though um is the implementation of chris pine so i wanted to ask you one about kind of those to me were the most delightful parts of the movie was on like chris pine is like getting dressed and like learning how to but but I wanted to ask you overall what you thought of this, the implementation of his character where he's using another body. Um, okay, hold on. so wait, 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 wait. like 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 let's. Uh, I mean, there's two pieces to this, right? There's like, do I like the Chris Pine '80s scenes? Like he's kind of comic relief in a lot of ways, and in in, in, in yeah. sort of yes, I like those scenes. Chris Chris Pine is charming. Um, you know, movies are. I I like him. Yeah, I think movies are generally better when he's in them. Um, the, <laughs> I'm not the first or the fourth or the 50th person to, to say this, but the manner in which he is brought back is so fucking weird and so unnecessarily weird. It is a dreamstone. He could just appear out of thin air. No one would blink twice about this. Instead, they make us grapple with this whole thing that it's like, so he took over this guy's body. Where is this guy? Is he like trapped in the body? Is he like in heaven where Chris Pine was? Like, what happens when he comes back? Does he have no memory of it? Like, what? What? I mean, yeah, thank they're you. in his All apartment. This, like... They have sex in his bed. Like, what is going on with that? 
Yeah. yeah. I, I like I could not get over that for like large parts of the film every time they would go back to that. And like they kept reminding you like that. It's like, I don't really look like this. Like <laughs> I look like this other dude. Yeah, I thought it, and the other thing, like, and you're right. It was completely unnecessary. And even, even like, it even, even at a small level, like, there's there's one scene where they need to leave the country, and and Diana's like, "Well, you don't have a passport." It's like he probably fucking does because yeah. he took over some dude's body. <laughs> like that guy probably does have a passport. Did you go look? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, um, which 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 gets to well, we'll get into it more, but like. The the a lot of the things that I had issues with with this movie get into like they're that kind of thing where it's like there's suspension of disbelief. Obviously, it's a fucking superhero movie. You could you could pick any superhero movie and pick it apart. Right. But there were like large parts of this this particular movie where it's like it's not just suspension of disbelief. It's like major plot points where you're just yeah. like wondering no like con- but what yeah like what happens like what yeah, what yeah. is going on there was, here there was no consistency like, in, yeah. in the choices they made like the, the what is that you know with sci-fi what are they like they basically like recreate the rules of the the it's essentially normal rules of of the world with like this one or two things that are different that's what makes right. it sci-fi right i don't know what the fuck was going on here i think we do have to acknowledge like what the the bad guy or like the the um I don't know how 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 the villain played out with this was like he was essentially a fucking genie like, <laughs> like it's, it's, that was so weird. <laughs> it was weird. I I thought it was actually a a really interesting idea, but the problem was for me anyway. The problem was he was doing the thing and he was doing it for like 30 minutes of the movie and then they explained what he was doing because like he would show up somewhere and be like what do you wish for and he's like all right i'll take that i'll take your i'll take your security I, it, guard right and i was like and then how and the then, fuck is he doing that like how right. does he get to do that and, and like, then you don't get that answer until this like mid like like yeah this, this like mid movie thing about well, like mid movie you're an hour and a half into this movie and he's which taking, unfortunately like, is mid movie <laughs> yeah but he's like <laughs> I don't understand how he can arbitrarily like be like I'll take that. Well, I'll also have that, 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 right. that. Right. Well, so, so, so I have two issues related. Is one one of them is with the scene where they find this out. Right. They go to like the weird Mayan guy or whatever, and like like they they like read the Mayan book and find out that like this is what this thing is. It takes like it takes the things from you, and they are talking openly. Like like uh, Chris Pine is like Diana. Like it's taking your powers fucking Kristen wigs right there does she know that she has powers does she know she's like wonder woman like they haven't said well, by that, that point right? she, like well by that point she does because they had that whole scene where she's like oh there's more to you when i took when i wish to be like you diana i got more than i bargained for and all that stuff like she says that out loud at an uh, earlier yeah, point in the movie yeah but i thought no that's a later point in the movie that that that's at the point where she's like turned evil and is at the white house Hmm. I don't remember. Maybe. It is. It is. At, at, at the point we're talking about, she doesn't know that Kristen Wiig has powers or anything like that. So oh, it no, just no. feels weird. Like, Oh, I, I, I meant Kristen Wiig knew that Diana had powers at that point. Sure, but she doesn't know that. It, it just feels she is there oh, right. very cavalier about discussing her powers in front of two people who should not know that they have that she has powers. Yeah, I mean, that is true. They, they go through great pains 
earlier and later in the, or at different points in the movie to have her be like, Shh, it's our secret and like not know that like the world at large is not supposed to know that Wonder Woman's a thing, I guess. Like they don't really explain that either, by the way. Like it's like you're just supposed to know because like the, the news reports keep talking about like a mystery woman and like and she keeps telling like the people she saves, like, don't tell anyone, like, which is right. really weird. And then the other issue I have is that it's like, so this is the way that stone works. Does that mean that the stone, when it's taking these things, is the stone getting those things? That wasn't the way that I thought that it worked. Like, does a stone have, like, Wonder Woman's powers? And, like, that's the part I don't get. Like, it's like, I get the idea of a monkey's paw where it, like, takes something away from you. But I didn't think that it got that thing. Like, isn't, like, he he does. Like, he gets, like, the thing that he that he's asking to, like, take away from the person. It makes no sense. The whole right. the, the the whole mechanism of of what makes him the bad guy is just fucking weird. <laughs> Thank you, Alexa. Yeah, I, I wish they had laid out those rules ahead of time, so like you knew what the fuck he was doing. Like yes. when he's like, "I want to be the stone," it's like, okay, but why? Yeah, um, and 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 you go a long time in the movie before you find out why. Yeah, it was odd. Um, Pedro Pascal, should we talk about him? Sure. I mean, sure. he's this one. One thing that struck me about this movie, maybe this is the case with all superhero movies, and it just struck me weird with this movie. But it's like Chris Pine, Gal Gadot, um, uh, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal. Nobody else is in this movie. Like, uh-huh. like, seriously, I think the next biggest person is like his kid or like the like the boss at like the museum or something like or like that Mayan guy who's in one scene. Like, it's seriously like it is those four people like the Mayan guy is Indian, by the way. Yeah, he is. But but he's playing a Mayan dude, right? He's yeah, totally yeah, Indian. Yeah. 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 I, I just thought that was weird where it's like, wow, it really is just these four people that like they're the only people we ever hear talk in this movie is what it feels like anyway. Um Pedro Pascal, um very different role for him. It was it was weird seeing him in this role. Um I'm not going to say he was bad. I I think he was pretty good at doing what they were asking him to do. You can totally. argue with what they were asking him to do, but uh it it gets to one of the things I liked about this movie if you'll allow me to to go to that. It, which is I got major Superman 1978 vibes out of the first half of this movie. Like yeah. it had this uh, it had this kind of charming sort of like low. It, it wasn't low stakes, but it felt that way in a weird in a weird way. Like the way that Lex Luthor is like in in uh, Superman, like he felt that way for the first part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and and similarly, Wonder Woman doing all these little things throughout DC in the very beginning of the movie felt like that scene in Superman where he's like that night where he's just like stopping criminals, like from doing little things here and there. And I, I like that. Like I, I felt like that was a big part of the movie that I liked where it was just like, Oh, this is a different feel for this kind of movie. And I love Superman, you know, it's like, and, and I like the way this, this part of the movie feels like it has this light kind of fun quality to it. Um, and that that did not continue, but but for well, the, as long as it was there, I, think, I liked it. I agree with all those things, and I think Pedro, I, I felt Pedro Pascal did 
the best he could with the source material he was handed. I think the idea of this, this, this wishing concept was just <clears throat> destroyed the movie. Like there was just too many holes in it. I give you an idea, by the way, uh, and I'll, I'll let Paul talk about Pedro Pascal, but, but I have a, a bunch of other like weird things that happened. They were inconsistent. Like Kristen Wiig got to make two wishes. <coughs> yeah. I wondered about Gal Gadot the- could only make one wish. Everybody else could only make one wish, right? Like, like there's that point where he asks the like one of his underlings about something. I forget what it was, and uh, and then like nothing happens, and he's like, "Did I already ask for your wish?" And he's like, "And he's like, oh yeah, I did." Yeah. Well, the argument could be made that well, she wished with the wishing stone, not with him, but Gal Gadot also wished with the wishing stone, right? Well, maybe she could wish with him, but she just never does. I don't know. She doesn't know that. Right. Good point. What did yeah. you think of Pedro Pascal, Paul? Um, I thought I thought he was pretty good. I thought, like you said, he was different. Um, and I, I liked the kind of... he, it, Especially in the beginning, like he had... I would say like almost like a well-meaning desperation. Like he didn't set out to create a pyramid scheme. Like he just kind of ended up in a desperate situation where like he made all these long bets and none of them paid off and he kind of got stuck and got desperate. Um, and I thought like he played that part particularly, I thought he played that part. Well, like I really liked that part towards the end, like shit gets a little crazy and he, you talk about things that don't make sense. Like one of the things that didn't make sense for this movie is he kind of needs people to make wishes for reasons. Like I couldn't really understand why, like he kind of becomes like a wish drug addict or something he's like i need more i need i need someone else to make a wish like i need somebody else to, and, and i was kind of like why i don't understand why uh um, the rails quick there when he right. like was so, searching for technology to allow everybody to wish at the same time the idea i think was that he could take something back so he had to give something up for every wish so he kept like having to give up things that would make him sicker and then he would take from other people to, right to like heal himself right the, the the thing I wasn't right. The, the thing I didn't quite get was like that it, shit's weird too. Yeah, it it felt like every wish he gave, he was getting sicker. But I had just assumed, and they never explained any of this. Like I I just assumed that when he wished to become the Dreamstone, the thing the Dreamstone took away was his health. <coughs> slowly, like the the mm. way that Diana's powers go away slowly. They're not just gone. Like she just gets slowly weaker and weaker and weaker. Whereas, like, his health gets slowly worse and worse and worse. But then at one point, they explicitly show that somebody makes a wish on him and he, like, gets worse. So it's like, you know, again, not consistent and not explained. So, like, we don't really know what's going on there. Yeah, the real thing that this isn't a not explained thing, but it's one of those, like, questions that I just had was it's like, so, like. At the end everyone renounces their wishes but they don't have fucking amnesia like they all know that shit happened right like because 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 wonder woman remembers Kristen wick seems to remember even though we never hear her we like see her face fucking maxwell lord remembers so it's like the world they've wished for like people to die and all kinds of weird shit to happen and that all that comes back but they like know it you know like like that woman in the cafe or whatever it's like she fucking died because that guy wished it on her. And now she's back alive. And he's like, why? Well, I renounced my wish. And it's like, yeah, but you wished I would die. 
Like, how does that play out? Like, and, and that's like a little thing, you know, it's like there were major things that were probably getting wished over there. I mean, the fucking U.S. and Ru- and the Soviet Union went to war and like we're launching nuclear. War. Like, how do you undo all that shit? Like, I know it was literally undone, but like in people's minds, like like that would ha- that shit would have lasting, lasting consequences. Also, can he can Pedro Pascal's character go to jail? I mean, he hasn't done anything illegal. I don't know. I think. I think. Well, to the to, to the first point, Nish. I think probably the vast majority of the world probably wished for things that like didn't get a chance to actually happen or whatever. Like someone wished for a million dollars and then they renounced it. And it's like whatever. Like like that. Like, that one's did they probably even, fine. But did there's... they ever even have it? Kind of thing. And then, like yes, there are isolated cases of people who did like weird ass shit that had like weird ass immediate consequences. I um, call bullshit. By the way. Yes, that 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 is the other thing I was going to say. No, ten percent of people are going to renounce their wishes. No way not, that everybody not. renounces their wish. They're definitely. I mean, come on, we fucking live in a he, world with like the fucking internet and shit like that, and people doing all this crazy shit. But I know, don't think you need daily. everyone to do it. Like they never said you need everybody to do it. No, you don't. But like, just think of how much crazy shit probably has happened. Just because I mean, you would think, right? If Pedro Pascal renounced his wish. Everything else after that should be null and void, right? Which is where I, which is where I thought they were going with the movie. That like if you topple the top of the chain, like everything else kind of falls apart. Um, it would be even more. Um, it, w- it would be yet another Superman parallel, where where, yeah. he, where he wipes Lois's mind at the end of Superman two, which is another Superman parallel that we didn't talk about. Which is that a major part of this movie is the superhero giving up their powers to be with their true love. And right. then, and then realizing that they can't do that, you know what this movie needed was a shot of um, a nineteen eighty four Donald Trump wishing to be president and then not renouncing. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> Jesus, that would have taken some balls. Um, okay, there's one other thing that was incredibly fucking stupid and incredibly too long. That like five minute scene where she's learning to fly without a plane or anything. She's just like floating and they're playing this like, like dramatic music and she's, she's flying like Superman. Right. Yeah. yeah. Is she flying or is she kind of gliding? Cause she's still like using her whip Who on lightning bolts and shit. a fuck like move on already. Like what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. It was stupid. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, it, it was overlong. I will definitely give you that. Like, yeah, you know, it's a big deal. She learns how to fly or whatever, but. Is it? Yeah. I mean, she couldn't well, fly before. Where, where else do we. <laughs> It'd be a big deal if I learned how to fly. <laughs> yes, but it, it is unnecessary. There was no point in the movie where she needed to learn, know how to fly. And it was never called back to ever again. It was fucking pointless and long and stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I maybe she needed to learn. Was cool. Did she need to learn how to fly so that she could get to where uh, the satellite thing was at the end, so that she could do that quickly before, like, maybe? before like billions of people like <laughs> like wished on him or whatever. I mean, that is how she got there, right? Yeah, the it is. It yeah. is. The other, the other, an, an, another issue I have with this movie is that um, I feel like it kind of. I mean, the first half of the movie, Kristen Wiig's one important and two pretty good second mm-hmm. half of the movie i feel like it's just kind of a waste she's like she's like max lord's like henchman 
or something. Yeah, like it I totally is, agree. Yeah, like, waste of a character who could have been kind of a lot more interesting. Yeah, and they have a they have a pretty crappy fight at the end when she's like in full cheetah mode. Like that's it's not an interesting or you know meaningful fight really there. Yeah, go yeah. back go back to my original statement. That's like Matrix Two style graphics. But uh, what I was what I was going to say about that is um, there's a good scene where they they have dinner together, um, Gal Gadot and and Kristen Wiig, and yeah. that was a really good scene. Yes, I I, I agree with that. Um, one of the <clears throat> excuse me, one of the critiques i saw of this in a review after we watched the movie was that they said there wasn't enough wonder woman and i get where they're coming from with that but that wasn't something i actually had an issue with i I actually felt like the scenes where she's just diana were fine for me like the issues i had with the movie were not bad like i felt like wonder woman was kind of well deployed like i actually don't i I don't need the movie to like have like non-stop wonder woman action like Mm -hmm. like it's 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 sometimes it's better when you just see it kind of sparingly and it, it kind of points out how badass she is when she is kind of in full Wonder Woman, you know, mode. Yeah, I mean, she basically yeah. had like Wonder Woman, the basically had like three big scenes, right? Like right. the beginning, the chase scene, and then like the end, right? And like, I thought that was fine. Like, that's plenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And and she she also has the mall scene as well in, in the, I, I guess the beginning is like the mall and the opening opening scene which isn't wonder woman but it's like an action scene no, i, I meant those the mall are, robbery yeah, scene. yeah 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 you're right i was i was yeah i was thinking of action scenes more because that was another thing i heard was that it's like there's not really a lot of action in this movie and it's like yeah like i was, I was way, okay if that, that was. was the first scene it'd be pretty apparent that she was a superhero <laughs> agreed well, i think i think we would have gotten it yes the, the the mall scene yes oh yeah yeah no i i, I do agree with that um i, but, I do but, you know if, if i ever get on a plane in the next month if Hopefully, I'll see that scene. If we're if we're talking about complaints, I do have a, s- a small one because you ever watch a movie? It's like sometimes something something weird will stick in your head, and you just kind of can't let it go for the whole movie. And the thing that couldn't I couldn't let go in this movie was her whip was as long as it needed to be in any given scene. Like sometimes she could fly, from, she could swing from skyscrapers, and sometimes it was like you know like a regular whatever. Like I don't know how long the standard whip is, but like it. And I was like, I don't think it had that power in the first movie that it could be like whatever it kind of needed to be. But right, right, yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I mean, maybe some of this is me like not being very familiar with Wonder Woman's lore. Like, maybe that is a thing that's supposed to be the case, and it just wasn't in the first movie. But yeah, it was like when she's like swinging from the clouds or whatever. Like, it's really fucking long. Yeah. I mean, she does catch like a jet airline flying overhead right, at one point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, can I can I talk about something that I that I that I liked about this movie quite a lot was I liked um, Steve Trevor acclimating to the '80s, and I liked and and what I liked was a lot of the things I chose to focus on, like his wonderment at like um, the museum and like airplane travel and all that stuff. Like I I thought like like his amazement at the escalator I thought was awesome. Like they like. All that stuff of him just like loving the world that he's in, um, I found that all, all that stuff I found really delightful and I really liked. Yeah, it was like the. I mean, I like Chris Pine in the movie. The implementation was just fucking bizarre. I yes. wish they had just let him be Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Like, 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 like we said, there was no need whatsoever for him to be in somebody else's body. So fucking weird. But yeah, I did like even like when he was like the astronaut stuff with space and everything. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. 
I don't have much else to cover, so I wanted to just open floor here. Anything else that jumped out that you guys wanted to talk about regarding the movie? I I do think as much as I liked Chris Pine in this movie, um, I did not love the idea. It it felt not true to who they established Wonder Woman as in the first movie that she would be like so willing to give everything up for him in the second movie. Like so much of her choices in, in this movie, at least for the first half of the movie are defined by her feelings for him and relationship with him, which feels like kind of a weak place to be. Like, it's like, you, you know what you, you get what I'm saying a little bit. It's like, there's a weird optics thing with like your major female superhero, like giving up everything for a man kind of. Mm-hmm. And there's also a little bit of like, how you know i i get that they like really had something and she was his first love or he was her first love rather um but how long did they really know each other i mean really like oh, that 70 that was a solid 4 days come on yeah that that's what i'm saying like 70 years later and it's like she really hasn't dated like any of that like like at all really i mean maybe she has i don't know but like you know i i don't know it it it's feels all a little, meaningless sex yeah it just, it just feels. I know a lot of people that would sign up to be Wonder Woman's fuck buddy. <laughs> bringing, bringing the fuck buddy thing back. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess that's that's my uh, that's my other thing. I, I mentioned the Superman parallel. It's also a Spider-Man Two thing, right? Where he, especially explicitly, when she basically like says to him like. I do all this stuff without complaining. Like, why am I not allowed this one time to have what I want? Like, doesn't Tobey Maguire have like practically that exact same line about like, he's like, why? Like, am I not like, am I not like, do I not get to have what I want or something like that? He says something like that um, when he's kind of grappling with the idea in Spider-Man two that he can't just be Peter Parker. Like he really has to be Spider-Man. Well, Wonder Woman certainly earned it, earned the complaining more. She's been doing it for 70 years. She's been doing it for like 18 months at that point. It's a fair point. <laughs> um, I do want to talk a little bit more about Kristen Wiig because I remember like the internet was like befuddled when they announced her casting. And I think... Yeah, she was the fucking target lady. How was she ending up in this in this movie? She was great. And I, and I thought she was too. And I think one of the one of the other things that you get to do when you set your movie in the past is... You get to, you can if you want, and like other movies have done this, you can make a movie like they made movies back then. Yes. Um, and, and that gets into like what Nish was saying about Superman. And like her character was very much like that. Like she was kind of over the top, socially awkward and a klutz and like, you know, felt like a, felt like a character from a different time, which I mean, in, insofar as like if you were making a movie today, like, I don't know. I'm having I'm doing a bad job explaining myself, but like, she's the kind of character you would have from a movie made in the '80s. Um, but I thought she did a good job, and I thought what was interesting was, um, especially like kind of the the way she quote unquote like loses her humanity. Humanity is kind of you, you see where she's coming from. Like she kind of gets physically assaulted at one point, and then she meets up with that guy and is able to kick his ass. And you're like, yeah, she should totally kick that guy's ass. Like he deserves to have his ass kicked. And like, I felt like I was like on her side till, till at one point it's like, wait, did she just kill that guy? Like, that's right. Probably. That's probably a bit much, but, um, um, but no, I thought she by and large 
she does a good job for the for the when she's in the movie and then like she disappears for a large part of the movie towards the end and just kind of shows up for one battle and kind of doesn't have much payoff but i thought the first part of the movie um i thought the first part of the movie she was she was really good in yeah agreed should we put some grades on this sure let's do it sure we'll start with paul i think we're gonna go from best to worst so in thinking about the movie on balance i think i probably give this movie a two and a half is probably where i land out um you know it does it does have a lot of problems um and uh, yes, I know the I know the way Chris Pine shows up is is super problematic, and they don't seem to really care about it that much. But um, the parts where he's in the movie are the best parts of the movie. Um, and like the like the first movie and a lot of other movies, yes, it falls it falls apart at the end. So I think I think that's where where I net out on that movie. Um, I think at the end I actually give it the same grade, which is interesting because of the way that we went through it. But I also give it two and a half. Um. I, I found it very charming in the beginning. I like all four of the char- the characters that we spend all the time with. I like all of them. I don't think that any of them, except for Chris Pine, are done well by by the script. <laughs> you know, they, they all kind of have to, you know, the, the two villains, so to speak, have to do a lot of weird stuff or are shunted aside at the end. And I don't feel like the script is all that true to Wonder Woman. And I think there's just some bizarre, bizarre things that happen there um, that we've gone over in detail. But, you know, I, I do think that it has a certain charm to it um, that I don't like there. Are, there are things about this movie that I liked more than the first movie in terms of like some of the some of the humor of it, I would say. Um, so, you know, that's something. So two and a half, which is not bad considering what other people were seem to be saying about this movie. All right, Willie, drop the hammer. Do it. It's a one. It's a one. It's not a zero, but it's a one. Um, if I think about this as a whole, it, it's really um, the mechanism, the motivation, and like I don't know. It, it's all about the bad guy and the way the and the way in which he wants to go about destruction, like and how he tries to do it and why. None of it makes sense, and it makes a lot of other things make. Like it makes I think from that if you start from that point and then spread outwards, creating script storyline and everything, it made a lot of things just like not make sense whatsoever. Like all the things we've talked about for the last hour. So. This fucking wishing thing. This was stupid. Like, like whoever, like, let's get in this writing room. And be like, you know what we should do? We'll give a guy the power to become a genie, essentially, right? But he can take something from you after he grants you a wish. And I, he can grant anybody a wish. Unlimited. Like this. This was a really dumb idea. I well, I, I I kind of disagree that the basic premise is dumb. I think the basic premise of you get everyone gets one wish, but. And then um, they don't even technically know when they're doing it. Like, like I think back to the guy who just wished for a cup of coffee right at the beginning and got <laughs> yeah. it. And this is like, like later on, that guy must have been like, motherfucker. Like, I just like. Also, what got taken away from him for that cup of coffee? Probably seven dollars. Like, this is a great cup of coffee. Fuck, I'm impotent. <laughs> <laughs> that feels disproportionate. <laughs> yeah. 
That, that idea is too clunky. You, you, I, I just think it's a clunker of an idea. And I think it, it made everything else around it fall apart. Number one. Number two, I thought the special effects were absolute rubbish. Watch it on a bigger TV in 4K because this is a 4K movie. It's really bad. They I don't know. Trim, I, they could have trimmed an hour out. I thought like the invisible stuff, the invisible jet stuff was really good. That was cool. I think, I think that stuff like looked really good. The fight scenes. Anytime there was a human being, it looked like it was drawn like a cartoon. Like Moana looks better than this. I like I, I do like the fight scenes in Moana. Well <laughs> the water looks like water in Moana. That's in true. This, you're like, yeah. what the hell is happening? Like Kristen Wiig's character as a cat looked like a really bad drawing of a cat. That yeah, was they should have just weird. never taken that last step. Like they should have just yeah. left her as she was, and like that would have been fine. I agree. I, I I know like for the comics, it's like she has to be Cheetah kind of, but did she really? Yeah, she, she doesn't. She, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you already know my chief complaints with continuity and. Whatever. This is a one. This is a bad movie that I will not watch again. Your 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 explanation of why it's a bad movie reminded me of another thing. Now I know we want to get away from Wonder Woman, but another thing that I completely forgot about. How the fuck does Max Lord know about the Dreamstone? Yeah, like they just have him. It's like oh, he's been researching this a long time, and he's like got these like things. It's like they didn't know. Like how does he? He's like some two bit con man guy. How the fuck does he know about it? Uh, like he, I mean that, that didn't bother me. Like he could have stumbled. Like he could know like crazy Mayan dude. Like like there's like any number of ways. Like some dumbass way he found out randomly and like. But his reason okay, for okay, perpetuating okay. and going forward is just like, why are you doing this? And he's like, well, because you can always have more. It's like, dude, the world is gonna blow up from nuclear bombs, and you're you're persisting with this because, well, you know, you could have more. Like fuck that! This is stupid. Yeah, and I still call bullshit on your on your the on your explanation, Paul, because I feel like it's like okay, so he knows a dreamstone exists. How does he know what it looks like? How did he know where to get it? Yeah, I mean, I guess I feel like the bad guy always knows about the MacGuffin. Like that's kind of the point. Like I know, but why that bad guy? Like Lex Luthor, I get Lex Luthor is the smartest man in the world, or whatever the fuck it is. Like <laughs> like. This dude's like he's like he is explicitly put forward as like kind of this desperate con man. Like he only is a supervillain because he becomes the Dreamstone. Up until that point, he's like this flop sweat, you know, kind of guy who's like, right. you know, I, I don't understand how he would be in possession of all of this knowledge about this thing and be trying to get it. The movie wrapped up with um his son, him saying to his son, like, you know. I'm going to be honest with you now. This is where the true thing circles back. Right. And he says, you know, I'm a pretty messed I'm up a pretty loser bad, kind of guy. I'm a, pretty, <laughs> I'm a pretty bad messed up guy. Yeah. And I was like, you should just substitute movie. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, kid. This is a pretty bad messed up movie. <sighs> Wonder Woman 1984. Really I'm not looking forward to 85. Let's go. <laughs> let's go right to the 90s. Uh, well, okay. they are making a third one, so they are. Yes, uh, you would ask me, Paul. You would ask in that general Slack channel about like what movie would you want not want to see two or three sequels to? This was definitely one. <laughs> From the first one, I was like, please don't make more of these. It was not that good. Willie, did you think this movie was better or worse than Man of Steel? Ooh, 
Now we're getting to it. Worse. Interesting. Mm, maybe. Oh, it was such a bad movie too. Yeah, oh. I, I mean, I think it was better. I think it was better too. Um, oh, it's tough to say. I just think that I, I, even well, you like this one less, obviously, but then than we did. But like, I just think that Man of Steel fucks up who Superman is so badly. Yeah, I mean and, that's and, his, and that's his cardinal sin of that movie. Yeah, they get Superman completely wrong. Yeah. There's no Clark Kent in the movie, and there's no Metropolis, and like, and Superman. No good part. And, and there's Super- really no good. I mean, and I Superman's an asshole. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, yeah, I inherently have problems with the bad guy in that movie too, and his motivations. Like, right. I think I don't like DC movies. I think I don't like what is happening with this. Like, I have not seen one unless we consider the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, a DC movie. I've not seen one that I've enjoyed. I I think they they yeah I think they're Zack Snyder took them down like a the, a bad path and they're stuck on it and like they just they keep pounding away but like they I I think they can't figure out how to make a good movie in there. I don't think they care. They're making money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably <laughs> true. Um, Paul, speaking you- of speaking of which, this was the first. Uh, um, I noticed this on some of the stuff I was rewatching. Man, it's super weird to watch like Superman or whatever, whatever movie come up, and like very prominently, there's a Steve Mnuchin credit, like executive producer in there. I was like, yep. "Holy shit, that's weird." Uh, speaking of somebody making money from this, these movies, but I think wh- what I think is funny about this is like I think they DC, I mean, crazy, it's totally different people, but I think they get the small stuff, the small screen stuff done really well. Like, I actually really like the DC stuff that's on television by and large. Hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of corny and it's superhero stuff, but like, it's not like eye rollingly, oh my God, it's so bad. Um, Are the same people involved with those, like in terms of creatively, obviously, it's different studios and stuff, but like, is, um, like, like, I, like, I don't know, like, like, uh, who's a person? Um, like Jeff Johns, oh, right? Yeah, like Jeff, he's, yeah. Jeff Jeff Johns is the only person that has any crossover that I'm aware of between okay. the movies and and the TV shows. Other than that, it's completely different people. Okay. Yeah. Who's the person? <laughs> I'm Spartacus. <laughs> Somebody's got to be a person. Come on. <laughs> Chris Pine is two people. He's him and that guy's body. He's taken. That's right. I hey, mean, Paul, she she does see that guy later, and he doesn't seem to uh, he doesn't seem to remember or have any post traumatic stress or like any kind of. I weirdness. read I read that that guy is like he's like that actor the the actor who plays that guy is like he's like one of these like leads in like Hallmark movies and shit like that, which is apropos because that final scene looks like we're in a fucking Hallmark movie all of a sudden it's like all the snow coming down and everyone's playing and it's just like where are we like. What like this is like? How much later does that happen? Like what? I mean, what time? Six of months. Year? L- oh yeah, six months later. Is that what it yeah. says? Yeah. Well, no, it doesn't say that. But like they explicitly say it's Fourth of July. Oh, you're right. During the July. events of the yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. and then it's Christmas. Yeah, time, you're right. So, you're right. I yeah. forgot about that. Wow. So those those. I mean, DC was like a wasteland. Like those riots and shit like that. Like that place looks like. You know, I I live near DC. It looked pretty shitty. It took him six months to recover, I guess. Yeah, well, less. I mean, it was less. thriving at the end there. It, it looked like for a minute, like she was going to like get together with that guy. And I was like, 
you can't fucking do that. That's too fucking weird. I, like it did. It did look like that. Oh, I have another question. By the way, this is, I guess, also for Paul because you might know this. So, this is honestly my ignorance of the DC, of DC Comics. DC is like a, a real place for DC. Uh, I mean, sorry, Washington DC is a real place for DC. Yeah, DC uses all the. Uh, yes, Washington DC is a, is a real place. Right, because the other cities aren't right. You got Metropolis and Gotham and like Central City and Coast City and like right. You so it, Marvel's the one that uses the real cities. So DC in the DC world, doesn't. there's a there's a mixture of their fake cities and real cities. Okay, got it. Uh, and DC is a real city. And DC is. Yeah, Washington D.C. has always been there. Yeah. Okay. That's, All right. Because that, that was definitely a thing that like confused me a little bit. That it's like, oh, I guess like it's really Washington D.C. And then then I thought it's like, well, I guess if there's one real city in D.C., yeah, Spider Man's always it should be Marvel, Washington, right? Yeah, Spider Man. Yeah. Basically, the rule is if if a if a superhero lives there, they live in a fake city, and if it's like a city that no superhero lives in, they use a real place. Got it. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. That's DC 101. Yeah, I learned something today. Hey, did we get any emails this week, Paul? I am not the email guy. You got to stop asking me this shit. That's niche. <laughs> not niche, that I know of. Not, not, not that I know of. Um, we should probably test that that email works, shouldn't we? Um, <laughs> we, got <a> tweet. <laughs> we got a tweet. We got a tweet. We did get a tweet or, or a, a tweet that mentioned us anyway. I, I, I saw it show up in my Slack. How'd mm-hmm. that happen? You, you set up a little Slack bot for that? Yeah, I thought it didn't work, but I guess it works. <laughs> I guess just hey. no one's been tweeting at us. <laughs> exactly. I guess I guess my admonishments have worked. Yep, worked well enough. If you do <clears throat> want to email us, assuming our email works, uh, you can do so at talktopodflix at gmail.com. What are we going to be doing uh, in our next episode, Paul? Oh, it's going to be a doozy. Yeah, we're going to be doing one of our live commentary watch-alongs for the uh, hit film. I don't know what year it came out. The hit film Terminator Genesis, I think is how it's pronounced. <laughs> it's, the how, French, it's a French pronunciation. At least how they spell it. Um, I think your accent's in the wrong syllable. Probably. <laughs> Who's the star of that movie? I don't even remember. Is it, uh, is oh, it, is it is Amelia it Clark? Girl? No, from, well, I hope so. It is right from, from Game of Thrones. Daenerys. Oh, I have. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. It's, I it's guess Amelia. So. It's Amelia Clark and Jason Clark. No relation, as the Wikipedia page. Oh, told that's me. right. <laughs> there you go. So we'll be. So um, don't watch that movie ahead of time. Watch it along with us, and probably several cocktails if that's your thing. Um, yeah, look for that. I'm looking forward to it. Nobody I else guess is. I am. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I'm looking forward to tearing that movie apart, so I hope it is unintentionally funny, as I hope it will be. Oh, it's got to be. There's right? no way. It's yeah. got to be. Got to be. Arnold, Arnold in that one? Yes. Of course. We would, we would not be watching this if Arnold were not in it. I would refuse. Well, they continue... I. First of all, has there been a Terminator movie that hasn't had Arnold in it, at least in a cameo? Because he was even he cameoed no. in Salvation, right? Yeah. So so he's in all of them. Would they keep making them without him? No, I don't think so. I mean, the yeah. ones with him haven't done very well. <laughs> I know, since, but he's since since the first two. He's such a big part of that franchise now. I, right. He's like the one part you can't get. No, rid no, of. no. That's. I, I I guess that's what I'm saying. Like they're not doing great with him. Like I can't imagine how badly they would do without him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, we'll find out. Something. God, someone say something. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs>